Hi, beautiful soul, and welcome to Create Your Best Career podcast. Here you will hear stories, ideas, and tools that I hope will inspire you and empower you to design a career where you can fall in love with Mondays. So let's go. Today, I'm super excited to have Tiffany Flowers join us and share top resume tips with you that will land you more interviews and more job offers. Tiffany brings over 20 years of experience of working with hiring managers and interview teams and knows what works and what they are looking for when they look at the resume, what will grab their attention. She will share with you how to write resume according to a new standard from top to bottom, what to put on the first page and the second page. So let's go. I'm super excited to have Tiffany join us today and share all this goodness with you. Hi, Tiffany. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. Well, I'm good. I'm super excited actually to talk to you and to be able to share with people, you know, your experience and specifically when it comes to working with people and their resumes, since you bring um, so many years working with candidates, you know, uh, people who are applying to jobs and also have seen the other side, right? Mm-hmm. Working with the hiring managers. So today we will be sharing, or Tiffany will be sharing the top resume tips with you. So you definitely want to stay tuned and um, you will hear actionable uh, steps you can take today to enhance your resume and to get better results and more interviews so you can have more more offers to choose from, right, Tiffany? That's the plan, right? (laughs) Okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, so I've been a recruiter longer than I care to admit, probably about 25 years now, in and out of recruiting, HR, other uh, functions. Um, Started kind of dabbling in resume writing when I became a resource deployment manager. And what that means is I helped our consultants really figure out what kind of roles they wanted to go to next, what their key, you know, uh, objectives were in terms of projects they wanted to be on. So we really work to tailor their resumes to showcase what they've done, not just, you know, the, the work that they did, but then what the results of that were. And I've carried that with me forward as a recruiter. I look for those kinds of key things. What has somebody done? And what did that mean for that organization? So I've carried that forward. And then last year with COVID, you know, things got a little, you know, recruiting was not as, you know, busy as, as we would have liked. Um, so I managed to take up some additional work with Lee Hecht Harrison. They're an outplacement uh, organization. Unfortunately, they were really busy at the time and learned just some other key ways of helping people get their resumes, get them back on their feet, help them back, get back into the, the job market successfully. And I've carried that with me into working both with, um, and mainly with individuals of all ages. I've helped some college students with their first resumes up to experienced professionals getting their resumes really polished. There's also some resumes that are, you know, they haven't been updated for 20 years because they've been with the same company and, you know, they're just really kind of stale. So really refreshing the resumes is kind of one of my key things that I like to do. So that's my story. Yeah, no, um, Thank you for sharing. And I can completely, yeah, I remember last year, right? It was kind of Mm -hmm. a year of extremes. So, uh, and a lot of um, 
there was a pause in many ways, you know, when uh, the businesses were evaluating the impact and what's going on, you know, they kind of took a pause in hiring and some companies overreacted, mm -hmm. right, because of the uncertainty and how yep. they impacted and, um, and how, so you've been now, do you have, um, do you work with, um, like, is there a specific niche or uh, like a type of um, ideal client that you work with or kind of who, who, what is that sweet spot for you that, you know, a client you help? Right now I'm across the board. I've helped everybody from, you know, uh, HR professionals, finance, um, people who are, you know, in the consulting world is definitely something I know and understand, especially when it comes to IT consulting. Mm -hmm. um, I've also done scientific resumes, actually worked with somebody who has a PhD, who had a CV, um, who wanted to cut it down into a, a you know, resume that's digestible by a recruiter. Because as we know, CVs, they're going to have everything you've ever done on it, which it's supposed to. But a recruiter wants kind of some of the key things that they're looking for. So um, really have run the gamut um, in terms of industries is also, you know, healthcare, um, oil and gas, again, scientific. So um, I, I will say, you know, I learn from every resume. So that's what keeps it interesting to me. I really don't want to kind of, you know, put myself in a corner just yet, maybe down the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, that makes sense. So I think you're kind of segueing into the actual tips already um, with um, maybe then grab your pens and papers and we'll <laughs> dive right into it. Because as you're saying is essentially their underlying core themes and core foundational aspects, right? That are the right. same. And it doesn't matter if you're in sales, doesn't matter if you're marketing, IT, or whatever your profession is, these will be the key top tips, you know, that Tiffany has seen from working with candidates like yourself and uh, hiring managers directly hearing for, from what hiring managers value, what's on top of their minds, how they provide feedback, who they're interested or not based on initial resume, right? That's where- Exactly, exactly. Obviously, you're going to have different metrics that you're measured on if you're a salesperson versus somebody in IT versus, you know, somebody in the scientific field. There's definitely a lot of different ways to highlight your accomplishments, but the core resume is really what we're looking to get you, you know, set for here. Um, so with that, um, we'll go ahead and kind of jump into the first, first tip, um, which- you want to have a core resume. What I mean by a core resume is one that you pretty much have the majority of the most important things for the job you want to move to next on those two pages of your resume. So start there, but then remember that this resume is going to be customized to each job you apply to. What I mean by that is you're going to have some key things that you can move around. Either the skills that they're looking for can be moved up or down on the resume. Either the accomplishments that you're going to list can be moved up or down in order to better mirror the job that you are applying to. The reason why that's important is because the recruiters spend maybe 
as we said before, what we we we're, we'll be really seconds. liberal here. Yeah. We'll say fifteen to twenty seconds. That's the max you're gonna get. If they don't see it, they're gonna probably just say no, nope, move on. So the more your resume looks or mirrors that job description, the closer you're gonna get to at least moving to the next step. After the quick review, the deeper dot. So that's the first thing to keep in mind. You're going to have your core resume. You're going to change things around for each job you apply to, to make it look like, or more closely resemble that actual job that you're going to submit that resume to. And that'll help yeah. increase your odds of moving on. Okay. No, that makes complete sense. And when you say core resume, how do you advise people to start, right? Do you recommend that you know i put down all my jobs like list all my jobs and everything that kind of that stands out that i've accomplished so that's what you know we're going to get to that a little bit more detail but what you want to focus on is what you want to do next so okay. obviously if you're in a position where you need a job instead of the job you want, so you know, you're out of work or you're definitely not happy where you are and you need to get out, that's where you may not have as much say, you might be applying to everything. Mm -hmm. But what we want your resume to reflect is not only what you've done, but what you want to do next and how you, what you've done helps bolster you to that next move, whether it be you're going to change jobs and you have transferable skills, whether it's you're currently a manager and you want to start looking into those director level positions. What are some of those things that you have done? What are those accomplishments related to those actions so that you can demonstrate you're ready for that next level? If you were a burger flipper back in high school, if you were a cashier, you know, during college, it yeah it was it was important probably getting those first jobs you can take those off if you're an experienced professional yeah that's i think um that's a really great point because once you get to that and having like three four right plus years of relevant experience um would you say then that that's the point you know where you can remove those I typically recommend 10 to 15 years relevant experience. Mm -hmm. um, and, and obviously, you know, some jobs will overlap. You may have somebody with 12 years where it's all relevant, but then you get past the 12 years and that was a different industry or you were in a totally different role. That can be condensed. And with that, what you'll do is have an additional experience section where you just list the title that you held, the company and the location. You don't even put dates because by then it's not relevant. I mean, think about it when you have an application, most applications only go back one or two jobs or up to seven years, something along those lines. So keep that in mind as you're writing your resume. If it does, however, show, okay, look, you know, I've been in the same field. Here's my progression. Here's how I have built up my career. You may want to have a little bit more. If you go past two pages by a little bit, that's okay. It's not, you know, not going to get you automatically rejected, but you just have to keep in mind the reader is really only focusing on the most relevant and recent experience. Yeah, that is so key, right? So, uh, and it's kind of, probably um lead you into uh one of your next steps i know that we've talked in the past and what you did is you were emphasizing kind of the beginning of the resume right how important it is to grab 
their attention with that relevant experience. Exactly. When I started writing resumes for myself, you had to have a summary or you had to have an objective. You had to say what you wanted to do. But now we're going to kind of make that a little more subtle. <laughs> we're not just going to say, I want a job that where, you know, or, you know, you, this is kind of going back. You might have customized the, the objective to say what the job title was and the job you're applying to. So, you know, again, having a resume for every position. But now what we're going to focus on is a branding statement. So you're going to have a branding header and a branding statement. So the header really focuses on the job titles that you're aiming for or the types of jobs that you've held in the past. So let's, you know, kind of throwing something out there. Let's say somebody's in customer service and they were a customer service representative um, or, you know, they handled um, complaints or something like that. You would probably put those job titles up on the top of your resume. Okay. Um, maybe, you know, you're looking to move into a customer service manager position. You could put team lead or project leader, you know, certain things that you have done in that job to really show, hey, these are the types of positions that I am aiming for or those next steps. And then that branding statement, what it'll do is you're going to think of some of just, you know, your overall background, you know, you have, you know, experience as a customer service representative in whatever industry it might be, how many calls you've supported, a few numerical things, a few, you know, achievements in that first opening paragraph, right. to, again, grab that reader's attention and demonstrate, you, you know what, I know what I have done. I know where I want to go. And this is showing you that I'm, I'm aware of what I'm doing here and, and the direction that I'm going. It also helps the reader see that you're not going to waste their time if you're applying for a position that, let's say, you know, is, um, you know, a director level position, you're not quite there. The reader can look at it and go, okay, you know, they, they're applying for the right level type of position based on their experience. Okay. So... This is perfect because this is really the start, right? The initial like two things of your resume. So what you're saying is the first is that listing the titles of what you've done and also including maybe the aspiring, like the position that you're applying to or looking to do, even if maybe, well, let's say, what if you've been as like a senior sales manager? Mm -hmm. or not sorry a sales person yourself right that's you've mm -hmm. had years of sales experience but you're applying for a team lead position then would you want to uh, list your that aspiration kind of that next title that you're going for I think what you would do is kind of put the accomplishments or the um, tasks that you have done that really demonstrate you're ready for the next level. Mm -hmm. So you could say, you know, manage a small project where we had to identify 150 new leads within a, a month or close a certain number of deals. Those types of things that really show the leadership skills that you're going to need to move to that position. Mm -hmm. And is that already in kind of when you get to the bullet points or are you talking in the header? 
In the header, I think it's important to really kind of demonstrate where you are looking to go by showing showcasing a couple of key accomplishments. Those accomplishments are definitely going to be very key under the bullets, but having that accomplishment statement um, or, you know, a few accomplishments or things that you've done or you know, just some key qualities about yourself, you know, very customer focused, you know, sale or, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Objective driven or, you know, results driven or, um, you know, um, good, good team player. I want person. to have those kinds of things, but you're not saying that the, and I hate to say it this way, but you know, everybody's, I'm a team player. I'm good at multitasking. I can work independently or, you know, as a part of a team. We're trying to make that a little bit more digestible versus just a, a you know, cut and paste kind of statement and make it about yourself, make it relevant to what you want to do. If you want to work as an independent, you know, contributor, but you're being asked to, you know, be a part of a team and that's really not what you want to do, or you, you're being asked to lead a team, I should say, it's important to recognize that about yourself as well. And maybe take a step back and go, do I really want to apply for this job if I'm going to be leading something and I just kind of want to do my job and move on and, you know, call it a day. So those are things to keep in mind as well. And how, uh, how creative do you want to get about this? You know, when you are coaching a person, like, because, so what you're saying, what I'm hearing you say is you don't want to be generic, right? You don't want to use the teamwork, um, like the things that you mentioned that you, that the recruiters and the managers see pretty much 80 plus percent of people using. So you want to stand out. It sounds yeah. like, so how you do, you do, but you, yeah, you also need to be yourself. So, mm -hmm. you know, just use some good, you know, come up with some good adjectives that describe you or describe the type of role that you've been in. Um, you know, again, if it's a team focused role, throw that in there. If it's one where you have to work with customers day in and day out and you, you drive, you know, satisfactory results with them and, you know, customer service scores, you know, are important to you. Those are all things to throw in there. Um, okay. So it's going to be, you know, definitely dependent on the individual, what you're going to highlight, but you really want to ensure that you're being genuine about your, how you feel you are and the type of environment you want to be in yeah and probably relatable right right and right bring it down Very relatable from like making it too hard make it more conversational even or kind of the day-to-day -day. and then that I love your tip about list a list of adjectives and then probably you want to uh what you're saying it sounds like also look at the need right the job description and then where there's overlap, right. right? Right, right, right. Focus on where they overlap. That's a great way to look at it. You know, use the job description a little bit as your guide and how you may, you know, kind of word some things. Mm -hmm. Look at their culture on their website and see where there are similarities, where there is a match and kind of focus on those things. So, yeah, you know- have values, right, on their website. Exactly, yep. A lot of companies have their core values or their mission statements, definitely focus on those types of things. And, and make sure, again, it, it seems like a company that you want to work for. Remember, you know, if you're working with Viva in terms of, you know, getting your best career, you don't want to just move from one thing to another just to make a move. You really want to make a move that's going to add value to you. 
Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a whole, the interview series and all the work is really geared towards not just landing your next job, which sometimes you do need to take the next step on the right. way towards kind of the dream job, but exactly. that's the goal. It's definitely not the settling or finding another. Uh, right, right, exactly, exactly. It was so funny, Tiffany, I have to tell you, like, I think I read a joke where it says your my resume is lists all the things that I never care to do in my life ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? But that's the thing. You can have a resume full of things that you're like, yep, I can do this. But do you want to do this? Right. That's the key. You want to focus on what you want to do and where that is, you know, kind of crosses over with the job you're applying to. Again, yeah. you know, I, 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 I think I've told you this before, but I used to recruit sales. And for some reason, you know, I can work on a sales resume. Don't get me wrong. But recruiting salespeople just it was not my favorite thing to do. And I always had on my resume and then people would say, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll have you work with that. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. So I took it off and I focused, you know, on the types of roles that I like either, you know, was it tech? Was it managerial? What level was it? You know, I, I really, you know, I, I, again, I can work with the senior level um, executives and those types of things. But learning the comp plans and that kind of stuff, I, I'd rather spend my time hiring more people. <laughs> so I, you know, again, I kind of took those out and focused on those, you know, mid-managerial director level and, you know, kind of whatever type of roles are needed where I feel that I'm good at and that I feel that I add value in what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to maintain that. Oh my God, this is like, hallelujah, because... And what I'm hearing you say is the resume writing process, as much as we many times dread it, don't want to do it, want to like, it's the last thing, you know, we procrastinate kind of like with other aspects, you know, of our lives that we don't want to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of like a process of going through and with every line you write, right, you get also more clarity on the career that you want to build, right? So what you're saying you is also with every bullet point, every sentence you write, you have to keep this lens or filter of, okay, I've done it, but is that something I want to put on there? Is that something exactly. I want to keep doing? This was a skill I learned with my consultants. Um, you know, we would work with them on, you know, we, as a consultant, you want to be billable. That's, you know, your, your key role in the company is to be a billable consultant and add value to the projects that you're on. And we've had several consultants who were able to do a certain skill, but they're like, I don't want to do this. And I was like, well, unless you have to do that because we need you on the project because, you know, either to fix something or, you know, there's nothing else out there for you. Why have it on your resume or why highlight it? You know, why have it in the top three bullets? Like maybe still have it on there, but put it down like number seven or eight bullet for your most recent position. So it's good to, I do think this is an exercise between, you know, what you're working on and, you know, helping people realize, you know, what path am I really looking for? The resume is kind of the written down version of that. You know, this is, these are the things that I want to keep working on. Mm -hmm. But it's like a journaling, almost this like self-reflection 
like a much like resume seems like so surface level, but then it's what you're really helping is people do all this reflection, right? Right, right. Like analysis yep. really yep. Like when people say that they don't feel as fulfilled or they want more fulfillment, right? And this is the introspection and knowing yourself and making those connections and being able to know, okay, I'm good at this, but if, if I keep right taking on roles where there's a big part, this is a big part of the job, I still am, if it drains me, if it doesn't energize me, right? I hate doing it. I'm stuck in a zone mm -hmm. of competency, but mm -hmm. not where you will be thriving still. Right. Right. When I write a resume, it's not in a vacuum. I, I do an intake call with everybody. I sit down and I figure out, okay, what type of roles are you looking for? And then I start tailoring the resume in that direction. Mm -hmm. Then we sit down for an hour and we go over it together. So it's not like I'm writing the resume. I'm really focused on helping them revise the resume so that it's the best version that they can use as that core resume. Mm -hmm. And then I teach them how to swizzle it so that they can, you know, again, make it applicable to the different positions. So absolutely. Yep. And that's like the hand holding, right? We all need mm -hmm. because everybody needs it. Yep. Exactly. You can, <laughs> you can read the resume tip, you know, like article <laughs> after article, but but you are there actually to kind of, to coach, right? To, right. Um, to be that somebody, because if you do it by yourself, like it's, yeah, we don't, we don't get, I, I don't think it's the same result. So I think it's amazing. It, it, it definitely is with anything, you know, having another set of eyes or another viewpoint, a sounding board, however you want to call it. Mm -hmm. It's very important and critical to ensuring that, you know, you're learning something from it, you know, also. Um, my goal is to help people to where they never have to pay for another resume service again. I want them to, you know, leave that knowing how to have the skills moving forward. Of course, part of my, um, part of my offer of, is to always be there to review again, if anybody okay. wants me to, but yeah. <laughs> I want them to be able to do it on their own as much as possible. Once, once I've, uh, worked with them. So, I mean, it's but. like the saying, right. You're giving them, you're teaching them how to fish. Right, yes, teaching them how to fish. Yep. Yeah, and they, instead of always giving, you know, needing to go to you for and but there's nothing wrong with it, right? People, if they want to come back to you, right? Then oh, absolutely not. But yep. you're giving them a process they can rinse and repeat, right? Then they have the baseline and they can. Yes, and what's the of course the most fulfilling is when someone comes back to me and they get a job off of the work that we've done together. Or, you know, I, one of my most recent examples is I have a manager who his resume really needed some work. He had paragraphs instead of bullets, you know, definitely a little lengthy, worked on it. He came back to me, said, oh my gosh, now that I'm reviewed, now that I've done, gone through that with you, I look at these resumes I'm receiving that are 10 pages long and I wonder why. <laughs> right. So, you know, just again, you know, teaching people what to look for in a good resume as a manager or as a, you know, as a recruiter, it, it's also very fulfilling in that respect as well. Yeah. I think it's amazing. The work you do, it's just so, so needed. I think everybody should be working with you. So we have now the header and we yes. have the branding statement. So what is the next tip um, that people need to um, watch out for? Or look okay. For? So what we, what I recommend definitely is you have to keep in mind that that first three quarters of the first page is the most um, expensive real estate. Think of it as downtown Manhattan. 
that's where the recruiter is going to spend most of their time. So you have the type of role that you want to go for right at the top. You have a quick little blurb about yourself, four to five sentences in that branding statement, really mm -hmm. highlighting some of your key attributes, your, you know, maybe an accomplishment or two. Then what's important to have next is some core capabilities or key skills in okay. a separate section. And with that, again, look at the job description. Do they need you to collaborate? Do they need you to, um, you know, build a certain um, type of new uh, offering? Do they need you to manage a project? Do they need you to discover a new way of, you know, doing a um, scientific method? Or, you know, do you have to restructure? Do you have to, you know, oversee? Those are all some types of things to look for and then think of the type of attributes that you have with yourself to then kind of put out there. Um, you know, team management is good. Um, if you, you know, if you have to do P&L type responsibilities, throw that out there. If you have to be a wizard at Microsoft Excel, put that in there. This is a place to put you know, kind of read from that job description or some of the type of things that you feel are important about yourself that mm -hmm. you want to continue to carry forward and put them in there. Um, okay. Learning and development type skills. If you're, if you're looking to be a trainer, um, you know, what, what type of methodologies you might use if you're in project management, mm -hmm. um, what type of certifications, this okay. is a good place to put them some of them you may want to put towards the end with the education. We'll, we'll talk about relevant, that in a minute. Yeah. Pardon me? If, if something is super relevant, right, to the yes. job, like something yes. that's not necessarily yeah. a certification you might have taken 10 years ago, but something like agile. Right. You're going right. to be like a project manager in an agile environment. And that's like. Right. Exactly. Or um, um, think of some of the key. Um, you know, applicant tracking systems, if you're a recruiter, you know, Taleo, Workday, if you've worked with any of the major financials like Salesforce, those are all keywords to get up there in that front one, especially if they're in the job description. But this is where I want to you to keep in mind, like put most everything in there that you can think of. And then again, let's say that, you know, as a recruiter, these are the two that I'm most familiar with, Workday, Taleo. Um, I'm sure there's a few more out there. But, you know, I have those kind of a little bit further down if I'm looking for a different type of job, but then I want to go into an organization where they are, they have workday. Well, I'm going to make sure workday is kind of front yeah. and center in that, in that skill list. Mm -hmm. So having that there, again, looking at the job description that you're applying to, having those key skills right there is really going to keep the reader going until that next section. So that you really want that to take up maybe the first half of the page, everything we've talked about so far, obviously your contact information, branding header, branding statement, core capabilities, then you're gonna have that first role, your most recent position that you're in. Okay. And then you're gonna really get started there with you know, those accomplishment statements. And okay. then that's, you know, again, that's that key real estate that'll really keep the reader attuned to, okay, I see where the fit is. We'll move them to the yes pile or, or the move forward pile so that we can do a more deep review. Mm -hmm. So relevant, relevant, like everything there, keep thinking about how is it relevant? Because I think it's so hard when you write a resume, but you're so you're more self-focused, right? You're kind of like overthinking and then you, you want to just put everything you've done, right? Well, of course. Like, 
How it's human you... nature. It's human nature. You know, everything we've done is important. I was a counselor right out of college and I loved the work that I did with the kids. I enjoyed it and I thought it was relevant to continue to show that for a while. But now it's like, mm, no, you know, that's not relevant to the roles that I'm looking for right now. Mm -hmm. So how so do you, you, how do you, um, when you work with people, what, how do you coach them to kind of being able to put the hiring manager's hat on, right? The readers that like really kind of more get into what are, what is the problem they have, right? What will, what are they thinking? What do they need versus kind of like everything, right? Right. Well, that's the brilliance of, you know, kind of tying your resume to a job description, because that job description basically is showing what role, what kind of functions that they need this person to do mm -hmm. when, you know, the, 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 the candidate that they hire, they need this person to be able to solve these problems for them or work on these issues or, mm -hmm. you know, dedicate themselves to, you know, in, in implementing a new system, whatever it may be. That's the beauty of the resume. So if they're going to implement a new system and you have project management experience and they need somebody to lead this team and all the workflows and et cetera, et cetera, you're going to put those skills front and center. If they need somebody who has more management, PL responsibility versus like an actual project, move those skills up. My dog mm -hmm. just shook her head saying yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's what you have a dog. Got her tail in the back. Oh, Rosie. <laughs> Oh, see, I love that. This is the working. Oh. Right? <laughs> yep, exactly. It's it's yeah. Zoom. We got it. <laughs> love it. So now we've gone from the top, right? These header, the branding statement, the summary of core capabilities that uh, you want to highlight, and then we're getting into the experience. Right, exactly. So this is where you're going to put your professional experience down. You're going to start with your most recent position, highlight the position, the location, the company, the years you've worked there. If you've worked multiple jobs in that one company, kind of stack them under that first header. That'll help you save okay. real estate for accomplishments and all those types of things. But it also shows your career progression in that one company. Um, okay. So either you know, either you moved up the ladder or you change, you shifted gear somewhere along the way. Either one, it's relevant to say that, hey, this is the type of person we wanted to do this for, and we we recognize their value to the organization. We wanted to keep them around. Um, that that's really important to see. But this is where it gets a little. We've already talked about some difficult things about you know thinking about our accomplishments and what we've done. I don't know about you, Baba. Well, you probably do because I used to work for you. Um, I hate employee review time. I hate talking about myself. I hate coming up with, well, yeah, I hired people, but okay, what else have I really done? Um, but it's important to do that in this section. It's important to not only say what you did, like a job description, you know, I need somebody who can, you know, filter out, you know, these types of issues and, you know, replace them with these types of issues. You're looking for what that meant to the company or what you really did. And that can get really difficult. So, so yeah. let's, let's dive into this one a little bit deeper. Um, so what you need to do is maybe put a overarching, like, okay, this was the job, you know, my job was to recruit full life cycle professionals for the scientific community, mm -hmm. period, mm -hmm. end of story. Have that kind of as one little statement. And then each bullet that you're gonna put under there, 
you want to start thinking of, okay, so I did this, but what does that mean? Or what did I accomplish from that? So mm-hmm. kind of think of it like the who, what, when, where, why. Um, you're going to want to say, okay, who did I work with on this project? Was I working for, you know, was I doing this for an executive team? Was I doing it for my manager? Um, was I working with a team of um, peers to solve a problem? What was the thing we were working on? Was it delivering a new reporting structure? Was it, you know, hiring 20 people in five days? Mm-hmm. That would be lovely sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, was it, or you know, train the um, department, you know, training. Right. Was it getting a new list of sales? You know, those types of things. Then kind of the maybe some of the key skills you use to do it. Okay, so we collaborated together. We, um, you know, kind of remodeled. We replaced an existing report with a new one. Um, we changed up our customer service um, uh, model or, you know, just how long it took for one person to get to a manager if they needed it. What, but here's where the, you know, the, it really gets to the nitty gritty. What does that mean? What did that accomplish? That's mm-hmm. where you want to get quantitative, you know, increase scores by, you know, 20%, increase sales, increase revenue, decrease cost, um, mm-hmm. decrease time to fill all mm-hmm. those types of things with, if possible, a quantitative amount. You may not have that for everything, but at least show a qualitative result, you know, improved overall morale of the team, mm-hmm. um, you know, something along those lines to really show that not only did you know what you were doing and who you worked with and the skills you used to do it, but you know what that meant to the organization at the time. Mm-hmm. That's the end result that people want to, recruiters, hiring managers, they want to see. They don't want to see, you know, participated in a team meeting to discuss um, new ways of doing business. They want to see, okay, we had a, right, right. Exactly. Because participating, you know, it's, it's kind of like a trophy. Everybody can say they did that, Mm -hmm. but you need to demonstrate what you, that, you know, what that impact was, Mm -hmm. what you were doing it for, that you weren't just having a meeting to have a meeting. (laughs) Yeah. As we all know happens. (laughs) Yeah. It could be anything from, you know, especially it's great if you can show the impact on the business or customer, uh, mm-hmm. right? Like if you- Or on your team. Fulfillment time or- Right, or, right. I mean, if you're in, you know, supply chain and you reduce cost or you reduce time to fill an order or you find a cheaper way of delivering the goods- more um, that's all stuff to put down, not just, yeah, worked with this company and filled these orders. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, you know, any, again, anybody can put that, but understanding you have the meaning, uh, know the meaning of the work that you did is important. Mm-hmm. But what's also really good about this is when you get into the interview, you can refer to your resume um, when you get asked those behavioral interview questions. So tell me about a time when you saved your company money or, you know, something like that, right? Yeah. You can point to your resume and say, well, you can look on my resume and, you know, I'll describe this in a little bit more detail for you. And it's right there. Then you just go through the situation, the task, the action and the result. Um, But they can see, oh, okay, this, you know, isn't coming out of left field. They have this on their resume. They really know what they did. So this is genius because essentially by 
there's so many things, right? This is such a big process. When you work through your resume, you know, especially with somebody like you and get guided and get clear, right? On what's most important, what's that role you're going for, then what you want to highlight, then you pretty much are preparing also for the interviews, right? Because exactly. then you also have these, this is exactly what they will ask you in the interview, right? What they yep. you made. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you have it ready there. I know some people, you know, you can have your resume already set to go, but then as soon as that call starts, you're like, you're, you freeze. Mm -hmm. But if you have your resume with the accomplishments on it, then it's so much easier. You can refer to it yourself as you're on a call. You can, you know, say, well, you know, if you take a look at my resume and it's not being rude, it's just pointing out, you know, here's some details about it, but I'll tell you about it also. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely. It has a big impact on people when they can, you know, they can see, oh, okay, they know what they're talking about. You know, they didn't just throw it on there. They know the details of it. So that's a really good way to help build the confidence once you do get to that interview process that you kind of have your cliff notes with you. Perfect. No, I love that. And then, so you describe a little bit about kind of the core essence of the job in a sentence, right? When you get to your experience, you list the dates, you list the titles, uh, and then bullet points, right? How many bullet points do you recommend? Uh, so what, for your most recent position, if you've been there for three or more years, mm-hmm. you know, keeping it to eight to 10 would probably be great. If you've been there less, but you've really done some relevant work, that's great as well. But keep it to those eight to 10 core things, again, that you want to do, mm-hmm. or that, you know, it's on the job description, and it's pretty important to them. Hopefully the, the two match up. But, you know, maybe one or two of the bullets may not. And the other thing I do want to point out is not every bullet has to be an accomplishment, but it should have relevancy to both what you want to do and the job that you're applying to. Mm -hmm. I would recommend at least half of the bullets have some sort of an accomplishment tied to it. Um, And then, you know, as you move down throughout your career, most likely some of the work that you've done in the past, you've done in your most recent job. So you can eliminate some of those bullets where it's duplicative because you've already demonstrated, hey, I've been there, done that. So if you've had PL responsibility for your past three jobs, put it in your most recent one. You can decide if, you know, the importance and relevance of where it should be in that list. But, you know, you don't have to have it under every single job. Um, finally, with the bullets, action verbs. (laughs) We want to see an action verb at the front of every bullet. You don't want to see, I manage a team or responsible for. That's, those are words that are unnecessary. You just want to say managed a team, um, aligned um, direction of organization, uh, managed or, you know, um, designed new uh, reporting structure, uh, whatever it may be. Start with that action verb. And it's, I I know it can get a little complicated in terms of trying to come up with new ways of saying things, but Google is your friend. (laughs) You'll come up with some good ones. Mm -hmm. And so you really want to kind of focus on that most recent experience and that's where the most... Especially if it's the most relevant to, you know, moving up into a next job or moving forward in the same type of um, role, but maybe moving into a different industry where those um, transferable skills are. 
as you move down, again, we want to focus on 10 to 15 years relevant experience. It depends on how much room you have. Um, some of your bullets may be a little more lengthy. Um, you may have, you know, more than 10 for that first job. And then you only want to put down four or five for the remaining positions in order to save some real estate. That's fine. Um, but you'll, you'll know what you feel is most valuable, both to your next role that you want, and then also looking at the job description, what's relevant to keep on there and what to take off. Okay. No, this is so good. You pretty much have worked or walked us through the framework, right? How mm -hmm. to build resume section by section and the most current kind of advice and tips you know no more the old kind of the objective and that type of formatting but what's current and relevant and will get you most results now mm -hmm. and um how would you end it so what's your advice on you know once you've worked through the jobs right where how do you end it so, you know, at the end of the resume, that's where you're going to put any education. Again, keep dates out of it, mainly because able or ageism definitely works both ways. If you're right out of school, you know, and you really have no other experience keeping that, you know, hey, I just graduated, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But once you land that first job, go ahead and take it out because it's really not going to matter too much. What's going to matter is what you've done. Um, so the educational go there, any certifications that maybe are not as relevant or, um, associations you belong to. If you're in sales, putting awards down, that's very important, especially, you know, if you've been salesperson of the year or won certain quarters or certain contests, what have you. And then finally, the main goal, and this will kind of be your yardstick as to, okay, do I have too much? Do I need a little bit more? Mm -hmm. Two pages is pretty much all you're really going to want that's usually where the reader kind of stops reading because if it goes onto that third page and you're still talking about your experience, they'll be like, okay, this is, this is kind of so much in the past. It's not really going to matter. Mm -hmm. um, so it, again, it's a good yardstick. If you go over to two and a half, maybe even to a full three, it, very it, select and limited cases. Yeah. I mean, it, that's where you have to just remember, is this relevant to what I want to do in the future? Is this relevant to the job that I'm applying to? Yeah. And if it's not cut it out, I, again, I love the fact that, you know, I started my career out working with under, under, um, you know, lower income, first generation college students. It was one of the, you know, highlights of my career in terms of the work I did, mm -hmm. but it's not relevant to what I want to do right now. Right. So, um, so this is you know, where I had, had to, a, had to cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No working retail, you know, customer service. I, it's, it's relevant in terms of that, but I can put the customer service under my core or under my relevant skills and just take out the, the retail work. Yeah. No, it's kind of bringing it back to not necessarily the reader, the limited attention span, right? Communicating the most important and then the reader probably will move on, right? Because right, right, exactly. Thinking about, yeah, it's a human if it's If it's a highly sought after position, the recruiter is going to have hundreds of resumes, not lying to read through. Mm -hmm. They're going to look at that first top th uh, three quarters of a page and move on one way or the other. So keep that in mind and then keep in mind the second review. It's, it, it'll go a little deeper, but you still want to keep it relevant 
-hmm. And then you have to think of the hiring manager. The hiring manager is likely the one who worked either with HR or the recruiter to create the job description. So they're going to want to see the closest match possible when it gets to their desk. So really having it, and this is where I see, again, I can't emphasize enough working with somebody who, because when we're in it, we don't have sometimes a clarity, right? Unless you've done this process several times, this is where mm -hmm. working with somebody like yourself can help you cut out the extras, cut out the, well, the things. That yeah, our work is so, our work is so personal. Right. You know, whether we like it or not, you know, whether That's we're like our we are not, yeah. it's very personal. It's what you've done. It's what you've accomplished. It's, you know, it's what keeps you away from your family or well, not so much anymore with, you know, remote working, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's what keeps you busy. It's what, you know, you've built your, your home, your, your family with, um, it's very personal and it's hard to take some of those things out. Um, so what I do recommend for that, if, if you're doing this on your own, have like what I call kind of not a graveyard. That's uh, what did I call it? A, um, just an extra white piece of paper, you know, okay. uh, extra document, okay. Take those, throw them over on there, keep them. You're not tossing them. You're not deleting them. You're okay. saving them for a rainy day. Should perhaps you need to go back and add them on. Um, so maybe just have like that, you know, it's like a, having a scrap paper, like, well, yeah, I may not need it for this position, but it might be relevant to another position. So let me throw it over onto this, you know, kind of resume addendum. You're not going to add it to when you apply though, but you know, just it's separate, you know, here are some other things that I've done that I removed from my resume. I do this often with some people who really have had longer careers. I'm like, look, you know, I'm, I'll give you your original resume back, but you know, I'll, I'm going to show you what I cut out because mm -hmm. of it's not relevant or no longer, you know, uh, a skill that's really sought after, but I'm going to keep it for you <laughs> because I, yeah. I want people to understand that I do appreciate that you have done a lot throughout your career, mm -hmm. but the relevancy to where you're going is the most important thing. So you can have like this laundry list, right? Like a brain dump of all your positions, everything you've done, you know, if you want to, if it helps you to as a starting mm -hmm. point, right? And then you kind of copy and paste and select, move to exactly. a much exactly. focus. Well, and, and, you know, each resume version that you do, you may have kind of some of those moments where you're like, okay, wait, you know, I need that, you know, I had PL responsibility for this one. And it wasn't something I really wanted to do, but it's one of the key things that they're looking for. Throw it on there. Hopefully mm -hmm. it won't be what your main job is. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's kind of like whatever helps you along the way, right? To get there, but having right. the clarity that that's not going to be your final version. Right, that you exactly. And then the exactly. last thing, I think you've shared like a gold mine of tips here, but uh, last thing is formatting. What's your recommendation on formatting their resume? In terms of the- You know, like now there are so many fancy like Canva- Oh, yes, 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 yes. You know, um, Pictures, fonts. Yes, let, let's do it. Keep it simple. Keep it black and white. Keep it in an easy to read font. I'm thinking Calibri. I'm thinking, you know, nothing fancy. Just black and white, header up top. Um, and then keep it in that format. The reason being here, applicant tracking systems can really mess up some of those fancier ones. You may have cute little icons next to, you know, phone or email or your Twitter account or what have you. 
Um, you may have a colorful banner. What happens with some applicant tracking systems, if you have like a header or footer where your information is, they won't capture that. They only capture the actual document. They leave the information in the header or footer out. So you can have your resume parsed and it won't add your email address. It won't add your phone number. So then the recruiter has to go look for it. That takes more time. It's, it's not the most you know, uh, fastest way for them to work. So having everything on the document, black and white, easy, easy to read, that's the easiest. Now, I understand a lot of people may be in more creative um, type industries. If you're graphic design or something like that. Um, I know a lot of people in um, data science, they like to show that they know visualization. Mm -hmm. I understand. Have that resume handy. You can use that to forward saying, hey, I know you have my general resume. I want to forward this version. It may be easier for read or like a one pager. Okay. That, you know, you know, think of um, an elevator pitch or, you know, people handing out flyers on the street. You want to have a one pager sometimes for some of these organizations. Mm -hmm. um, if you're at a career fair or something like that, hey, you know, okay, if I just hand you my resume, mm -hmm. quick one pager, maybe a little more cutesy, formatty, whatever, no problem. But if you're going to be submitting this through an applicant tracking system, black, white, Calibri, 11 font, easy to read. <laughs> yeah, And, it's and also, that'll make it so easy for the machine to actually get the right information out of it. And it all goes back to the how many seconds you were generous, 15 to 20 seconds that Very the, generous. <laughs> or the manager will give your resume, the stat, at least um, that I've heard is six seconds. And, and also one thing you have to keep in mind is when you talk about applicant tracking system, it's really when you go into a company's website and you click apply and submit your resume. So it goes into their, what they call applicant tracking system. Yeah. Now these systems are like, because they're trying, you know, they're now using AI and machine learning, they're right. using matching mechanisms that will actually bring up the most relevant or what they right. deem as most relevant results. And if they're formatting um, uniquenesses that the system is not capturing, yeah, then, then you're down. Yeah, you're you're down in the in the you know in the lower ranks, and and they will put the most relevant. Um, we've seen that. Um, sometimes it's also how many matches. So for example, if you're a programmer and you have SQL and you only list it once, but then a, a, another person for the same job has it in there five times, mm -hmm. they're going to jump you in line. So keep yeah. that in mind too. And I'm not saying put, you know, SQL this, SQL that, SQL, SQL, SQL all over your resume. But as you're writing out your accomplishments, it's okay to mention using SQL you know, mm -hmm. created this program or designed this, you know, um, algorithm, what have you. Right. Um, but do, do use some of the keywords of the key skills that you want to carry forward and that, that'll also help. Yeah. And like you said, you can submit that if you are in that kind of design, kind of more user experience, marketing, where, where some of the formatting is relevant, you know, and you want to display your creativity, then just add another document, like a portfolio. Yes. Yeah. 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 You can yeah. do that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Or just, you know, if you've been called after submitting it, you can then send, you know, once you start corresponding with the, with the recruiter, just say, Hey, can I send you just kind of a different version of my resume? It may be a little bit easier to capture some of my key skills and key accomplishments. That's fine. 
And that brings you back, that brings us back to your first point is if you get a chance to talk to the recruiter, right? Still update your version a little further, right? Right, right, exactly. If if you kept if you capture some key things that that recruiter is talking about or focused on, mm-hmm. it's okay to go ahead and say, hey, you know, I do have some additional skills in that area. You know, let me update my resume and I'll get it over to you. So it highlights those things. That is absolutely fine to ask. Mm-hmm. And some of it, can you share or highlight the tangible results, right? When the people, how things have turned around for a job seeker once oh. they worked with you. Absolutely. So I've had a couple of people. One person was here from um, actually Venezuela. She um, came here on political asylum. Um, mm-hmm. She was, just had no confidence. Her resume was in such a different format. It's more an international format where you have a picture, you have different mm-hmm. types of things listed, um, you know, date of birth, all those types of things were included. Mm-hmm. She just had zero confidence. So we worked together. She had really strong skills, but they just weren't highlighted on her resume. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were able to work together. What I loved is she even came to me at one point and she said, Tiffany, so I took my resume and I used one of these, you know, online sites. And she was like, I don't know what these results mean. And we talked through it together. It's like, you're basically doing what they're asking you to do or suggesting that you do. It's, it's in there. Um, but anyway, Within a week, she had an interview and she ended up getting a job pretty quickly. So that was definitely one of the highlights. And then I had actually another person I worked with. She's a friend of mine who just had been laid off kind of unexpectedly. Um, This is because this was after, you know, most of COVID had kind of passed. Um, And she was just having difficulty really focused on, again, what she wanted to do. Um, So I worked with her to really just, you know, recommend, hey, change your resume up for each position. That's really all she needed to do. She had a really good base resume. But once she started taking that tip and moving the things around so that it more closely resembled the resume, she had three um, uh, reach outs from recruiters and accepted a job within a month. So that's amazing. Yeah. This is the results, right? The difference. Exactly. Exactly. You have to remember, you know, you're not the only one applying. There's a lot of competition out there. So the easier you make it for the reader, whether it be the recruiter or the hiring manager to see the match, the easier it's going to be for you to get in that door. And then, you know, from there, you know, Biba will, you know, continue to help you with interviewing and, and all those other types of things. And, you know, I, this is just on my mind. I know that we wanted to be concise and uh, you know you just have a wealth of wisdom so we're like um going over our initial designated or targeted time but I have to ask you so hobbies kind of this interest what is the right line to walk to be personable enough right to kind of show some personality and humanness versus what's like like really probably should stay away from yeah, I, I like volunteer experiences because okay. it shows that you're active. It shows that you're in the community. That's all, you know, and it doesn't have to be relevant, it's, but it shows that, you know what, on top of my day job, I'm doing other work. I'm, I'm out there helping others or, you know, making a difference in whatever area it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, hobbies, interests, you can, you can actually, I think, put that on linked in if you want to, okay. but there may be a way I know in the about section, um, on LinkedIn, 
certainly make that more conversational. I am a computer programmer who enjoys blah, 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 you know, fishing, kayaking. That's fine. You can put it on there, not on the resume. First of all, if you do, it'll be at the very bottom. Mm -hmm. Secondly, it's not relevant to the work that you're trying to get. Yeah. Or maybe if the hobby or interest is something, uh, I like what you're saying about the volunteer and how you work and how you're helping the community or um, certain organizations. Uh, maybe if it's relevant to the industry you're applying to. Yes. 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 So for example, maybe you're you know part of like a, um, a, a, a club that supports um, college students getting into the industry or something like that, or you're a member of... Um, uh, an organization where they have an annual conference and you've presented those kinds of things are absolutely important to have on there. But yeah. if it's, you know, I went, you know, skiing in the Alps or I climbed Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. That's great. Glad to hear it. Tell me about it in the interview. <laughs> yeah. Or even dress for success or you see what the company, what are the organizations that the company is involved in and if there's a crossover there. Exactly. And, um, that that's a good point. You know, some of the hobbies you may have may be relevant to, you know, the um, hiring manager that you're going to talk to. Example, uh, from a recruiting perspective, I actually called somebody who was from the Washington DC area, which is where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And just kind of, you know, I had done an outreach on LinkedIn and made it personal. <laughs> I said, mm -hmm. hey, you know, just curious, you know, I saw you're from the DC area. If you're a former uh, Washington Redskins football team fan, yeah, let me yeah. know, like, you know, but it breaks the ice. Right. And so having that kind of, you know, if you know, you're going to interview with a recruiter, go on LinkedIn, see what they're about. Um, you know, obviously look up the company, look up the hiring manager and see if there's any kind of similarities. Again, I, I love that you said that, you know, there, there could be something either relevant to the company that you're involved in, um, or, you know, maybe they build habitat homes and you're a carpenter and you're like, you know, I love that you do that. You know, I'm a carpenter on the side and that would be great to help you guys in that capacity as well. Not relevant to the job, but shows a good match for the company and that you did your research on the company. Perfect. No, that sounds good. So today, really, you've shared with us how to build a resume. And so, you know, the whoever listens to this really can take these steps. And all of these are actionable items that can get you from start to finish. But if you need more help, how can people work with you? How can people reach out to you? What I would be happy if anybody reached out to me on LinkedIn. It's Tiffany Flowers. I'm based in Houston, Texas. I don't think there's any other Houston, Texas based uh, Tiffany Flowers. Um, B-I-F-F-A-N-Y. Yep. Flowers like you give to your mom on Mother's yes. Day. <laughs> And then um, my email address, if you want to contact me directly, is tiff, T-I-F-F, flowers, F-L-O-W-E-R-S, 222 at gmail.com. Be happy to hear from you. Tiffany, thank you so much. Thank you. I love you. You're amazing. And thank oh, you so back at you. Sharing <laughs> this wisdom. I mean, this was packed full, like this was packed with gems, you know, so thank you, thank you so much. Really Thank you. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Here are my top takeaways from our amazing conversation with Tiffany Flowers. So when not sure what to leave, put, or highlight on your resume, 
go back to the job description, the, the job that you're applying to. It will tell you exactly what's important to the hiring team and what is on the hiring manager's mind. It'll also make it easy for the reader of your resume, whether it's a recruiter or the manager, to see the match, and that is so key. And instead of having a resume full of things that you're good at and very competent at, ask yourself with every bullet point, with every sentence you write, is this something that lights me up? Is this something that I want to keep doing going forward? And if not, leave it off. Do you feel like something is missing in your current job, but you're quite not sure what is the next best step to take? I invite you to create a career vision for yourself. Just like any great company or leader you admire, they have a vision and a strong mission. So you should create your own. If you need help to start and get going on it, get your free career visioning worksheet that I'm offering at createyourbestcareer.com vision. You can go ahead and download it right away and start painting a picture of your dream job because when you know what you're working towards, it will inform what are the next steps for you to take and end up creating a career where you can fall in love with Mondays and that is truly my wish for you. Also, if you found this conversation helpful, please subscribe to the um, podcast and also give me a rating. Uh, This will help other people who are looking for answers, looking to find and create their purpose to find this content. Um, You can also find me on Instagram at create your best career. So I would love to stay in touch with you. Go ahead and subscribe and rate the podcast and also get your free career vision worksheet at createyourbestcareer.com slash vision. I'm sending you lots of love and thank you so much for your time.